Love Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. It is Wednesday. Yesterday, we took care of some kingdom business with a number of friends, and uh, maybe one day in the near future, we could share a little bit about our appointment yesterday. It was wonderful to spend time with the saints of God. It's good to be back in the middle of the country, and it's good to be back on the air with you. I have so many new friends out there that we just became acquainted with beginning with our dear friends Richard and Jody, all the way in Sarasota, Florida, who also introduced us by way of some friends of theirs who are listening in Arizona. I believe it's Monica. Good morning. God bless you to our friends in Texas and throughout the United States and our friends around the world. Our dear missionary friends, Brian and Kathy, I was late in getting them the information to join me today, so maybe they will. Hopefully they will. And if not, then we'll just bring them on tomorrow or Friday uh, to share their hearts about what's going on. Today is a very interesting day in politics. We know that the uh, governor of Virginia has been voted in, and it is a Republican governor. Uh, Youngkin is the new governor, as it appears. And even in New Jersey, there's a fight for a Republican governor. And this really does bring a little zip uh, to the Republican Party. And for those who have their eyes on a two-party system, uh, this could be like the launching of the new moment of, of moving forward. Uh, to me, it's kind of giving crumbs off the table to the dogs. You know, we stole your presidency. We took everything from you. So here, we don't want any more investigations. So here, we're going to give you a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But 
even when you had that, it really didn't matter because we did what we wanted to do. And I'm not so sure that the Republican uh, or the Democratic deep state, dark, uh, behind-the-scenes government around the world is uh, really nervous about uh, what is happening right now in the United States Republican and Democratic races. I think that there was just a G20 summit where we heard some of the very best uh, around the world from the, your Royal Highness from uh, the Prince of Wales. And uh, we, we just saw all this climate control conversation going on. And uh, it sure does look like there's a projection um, that we may be seeing some real severe weather events in the days that lie ahead. Time will tell. Regardless, for those who have their eyes on the King of Glory, our work is to look through the biblical lens at the signs of the times and see what may be happening. And one of the most difficult studies I've had in, in the Bible has really been in one particular passage in the book of Revelation. I'm very uh, calm and very comfortable with what I've learned thus far Throughout the rest of the book of Revelation, I see a pattern, I see a continuum, but one of the difficulties I've had in studying the book of Revelation was Revelation chapter 6, verses 12 to 17, and these passages are dealing with the sixth seal, and so last weekend at our fellowship, um, I had been up and praying in the middle of the night, really wanting to understand How does the sixth seal work? Because quite frankly, it's the only passage from Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, all the way to Revelation chapter 22 that doesn't seem to fit, right? It just, there's something about that seal that doesn't seem to go with the flow of everything else. And as you'll see, we were able to guide from Revelation 1, 1, all the way to Revelation chapter 6 and the fifth seal. And it just was systematic. It was very much right on. But then comes the sixth seal, and it seems to be somewhat confusing as to what it may be. So I was in prayer, just wanting the truth. Don't need to insist upon my particular view of the book of Revelation. But I really did want to understand why it seems so clear in the patterns and everything we talked about last week. And I would really encourage you, if you didn't hear last Thursday's program, um, last Thursday, go back and listen to the study on the book of Revelation, and you'll see what I'm talking about leading all the way up to this particular sixth seal. So I want to, uh, I shared it this weekend, this past weekend at church, kind of fresh off the press, and kind of walked away from what I shared hearing uh, what I had been studying for the first time, and kind of looking at it, but I want to share it with you, and I want to put it out there today for those who have an ear to hear and are, are willing to take a look at what we're, what we're seeing here. And again, I, I reject the idea of trying to make a circle fit in a square. Uh, I don't want to squeeze understanding into a philosophy or, you know, this is my paradigm and everything's got to fit into it, so even if it doesn't fit, I'm going to force it to fit. I don't want to do that. I I want to understand absolutely how this unfolds and how it works. And because I believe in a chronological order, a very systematic unfolding of Bible prophecy, I want to make sure that what I share is accurate. So what I came up with, what I've been looking at, and I could probably just say it from my heart, and I did say it on um, Thursday last week, 
I went through all these different views. But uh, the easiest way to put it, yeah, let me do it without my notes. The easiest way to say this is that there are particular keys, okay? You could call them views or you could call them keys. And we have discovered eight keys, but there are four predominant keys. So uh, I don't know if I want to go to my notes or not. So a key is meant to slide into a lock. And when you have the proper key, you unlock or you lock the door. I mean, that's so simple, right? So if I take my car key and I put it at my home front door lock, it's not going to work. So what I have discovered in the revelation, and I'll call it the revelation code, if you will, in order to unlock the mysteries, okay? So there are certain keys that assist in unlocking the mysteries. And we know that when we are talking about the seals, and I'm talking about the Greek definition now in the book of Revelation, the word seal, all right, there were seven seals, and when he opened the first seal, when he opened the second seal, the word seal at the root means to understand. So if we slide the key, the proper key, into the lock of the mystery, and it's the proper key, it'll unlock or open our understanding to what is happening in the world. And I totally believe that the book of Revelation was given to the saints of God so that we could look through the biblical lens at world events and have a pure biblical interpretation of what's going on. So this is what we're looking for. And I could see the first five seals and the first five chapters of the book of Revelation very clearly unfolding one event after another, chronological order, being fulfilled, understanding certain things. But now we come to the sixth seal. And this is where, in my prayer time, it was time to take another key. Now, what are the keys? Well, here's, let me just go off my notes for a moment. I came up with eight keys, okay? So there they are. So I came up with eight keys, and the first key to understanding the, the book of Revelation, which is a prophecy, is the key of history. And someone once said, if we do not learn from history, we're bound to repeat it. So history is a very important key to understanding certain things. Number two was symbolism or allegory or parable. So key number two, symbolism, symbolic, allegory, parable. A third key is, and, and you know what all that is, symbolic is just comparing something to, to bring a point to something else. I mean, it's a parable. It's a as a symbol, what does a red dragon actually look like? What is a seven-horned, seven-headed beast? Uh, there are all kinds of symbols in the prophecy, the book of Revelation, and we need to understand when to apply the, the key, because not everything is symbolic, okay? There, is, there are historical datas, if you will, in the, in the prophecy as well. The third key was a preterist key. And we talked about hyperpreterism is that everything's been fulfilled since 70 AD. You could throw the Bible out because it no longer is necessary because everything's been done. We absolutely reject that idea. And yet we admit there are some things that in mild preterism have been fulfilled, i.e. 70 AD. Lord, when will these things be? He was referring to the destruction of the temple. And in 70 AD, it actually happened. So there are some things that through the key of mild preterism, we could look and say, yeah, 
the, the seven churches of Asia, there were seven letters written to them, and that was a written work. So there you have it. However, the question is, do those seven letters to the seven churches have any meaning to the rest of the church age for the last 2,000 years? And more specifically, do they have any meaning for you and I today? So we needed to look at that. So preterism talks about something that's already been done, but does that mean it lost its meaning? Well, this is where we have to bring the other keys. Another key to understanding this Bible prophecy, the book of Revelation, is the futurist key. We talked about that. So there are many passages in the prophecy. Prophecy is foretelling future events. So we know that there's the futurist key. We also talked about the chronological key. So the key of understanding the prophecy is to see the unfolding chronological order, just like the seven churches have, are just like a clock. They're, they don't zigzag. It's just like a clock, each church, one after the other. Chrono, where we get the Greek word chronos, is our English word chronological, okay? Then we had the sixth key about understanding the book of Revelation is the key of global. It's a global key. In order to understand this prophecy, then we have to understand that it's affecting the entire globe. We talked about that last week. Every, uh, you know, angels, demons, heaven, hell, God, the devil, every nation, every tribe, every tongue, all the beasts of the air, the fowls of the air, or the fowls of the air, the beasts of the earth. So everything in creation, including you and I, are in this prophecy when it's fulfilled in its final time. Then the seventh key to understanding the book of Revelation is the key of prophecy itself. And you have to understand and unlock when things are prophetic, where this is a absolute, which would connect to a futurist key. So the key of prophecy, you have to understand it is a prophecy. The entire book of Revelation is exactly that. And then the eighth key is literal. So we look at some things in, the, in this prophecy and we see literal fulfillment. And what I've noticed is a lot of times that the literal and the symbolic run hand in glove. They work very closely together. So you could have a symbolic white horse and a rider. And once you understand the symbology, all of a sudden you see that the literal fulfillment of what that symbolic prophecy was saying was fulfilled. So we have no problem with that. So when it came to the sixth seal, I wanted to understand what key can we honestly slide into the lock of these passages uh, uh, Revelation 6, 12 to 17, what key can we honestly slide into that lock to unlock the mystery, to open so that we might understand? And this is what I came up with. And I'm going to share it with you as I did with the church, and hopefully it'll come across loud and clear. And you probably want to take some notes if you're interested in the Bible study. So let's begin in Revelation chapter 6, and I'm going to read verses 12 Two seventeen, And here we go. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. And lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. And the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casts her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman 
And every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? All right. So trying to understand this uh, by inserting the wrong key, it'll, it'll never open, right? So in order to understand this and to remain consistent with everything else we've been saying, there's only one key that I found that can be inserted into the lock of these passages to open our understanding in truth, all right? That's the most important thing is the truth. So let's see if this particular key works. That's what I wanted to know. Does this key work? And as I said earlier,